from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. We have a saying in Bosnian-American studies that the only real answer is it's complicated. If you find a simple answer, somebody's not telling you the whole story. I realized he hadn't really mentioned his family, and I kind of had to ask, like, is your daughter, is she okay? And thankfully, mm-hmm. she, she was. Um, but I think after that conversation, I said, well, I can't do this. There's no way I can teach this class. And that is the beauty of our people, and it's something that a lot of countries could take, take notes. Sounds like telling your story has helped you understand your story in a way that, that maybe mm-hmm. you didn't before that. Yeah, for sure. I'm Sarah Fenske. Afton High School is among a handful of St. Louis area schools offering a class that might seem unusual in other parts of the U.S., and that's Bosnian-American studies. The semester-long course has special resonance for the South St. Louis County High School. An estimated 15 to 20 percent of students in Afton are of Bosnian descent, many of them with relatives who came to St. Louis after fleeing genocide in the 1990s. And joining us now for a closer look at Afton's Bosnian-American Studies course is Brian Jennings. He is the teacher at Afton who pioneered its Bosnian-American Studies class in 2014, and he has continued to teach it every year since. Brian Jennings, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And we're also joined today by two seniors at Afton High School. Both are currently enrolled in this class. Uh, Hannah Prevliak, welcome. It's Previak, but <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and I apologize for that. No, you're fine. And uh, Kenny Paulus, welcome. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. So, Brian, you are not of Bosnian descent. What first got you interested in teaching a class focused on the Bosnian experience all the way back in 2013? Um, I think you know, before that, when I came to Afton in 2000, um, our Bosnian, Bosnian-American students were our largest minority group at the school. So just wanting to get to know more about the community. Um, and so I, I had taught a unit on Bosnian and Bosnian-American study, culture, and history. Um, and then Fonpon University and Dr. Benjamin Moore, um, who was working on something called the Bosnia Memory Project, had a symposium um, in April, I think, of 2013. There was a writer there, Alexander Hamon, whose work I just absolutely adored and had taught to students. So um, I went to that, and Ben and I got to talking, and uh, how about this crazy idea where we collaborate Um, And then we floated it by our principal, um, our current superintendent, Dr. Brock, was assistant superintendent at the time. He was very, very supportive as well. And then we said, well, let's let's do this. So you had Benjamin Moore, who really led the way in capturing those oral histories um, yes. from refugees who moved here. But at the same time, I imagine you must have felt some trepidation. Here you're trying to teach people in Bosnian families about the Bosnian experience. That's that's kind of a terrifying thing. Oh, terrifying is the right word. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I think the you know, once we realized the class was going to happen, it was about a year of reading. 
Um, and I can remember sitting down with, and the community was very supportive, so I was talking to everyone I could and asking them who I should talk to next. I talked to a gentleman named Shukri Zizhevich, who was, the, among other things, the publisher of the Saba newspaper, um, the largest Bosnian-language newspaper in the U.S., and he told me that his life had been divided into three parts, before the war, during the war, and after the war. And he told me a little bit about his family and his young daughter. And it wasn't until he got to the after-war part where I realized he hadn't really mentioned his family. And I kind of had to ask, like, is your daughter, is she okay? And mm-hmm. thankfully, she, she was. Um, but I think after that conversation, I said, well, I can't do this. I, there's no way I can teach this class. And um, what happened really is that I, I don't teach the class. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really a, it's a we. Um, it is very much a class that is supported by the community. We have members of the community in our classroom, uh, either through Zoom or physically when possible all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the students who bring lived experience. So it's, it's really not a class that, that I'm teaching, so to mm-hmm. speak. That makes sense. So you're kind of facilitating that. Absolutely. And it sounds like a lot of co-teachers. It, it is. And that's, I think, part of the beauty of the, the class is that uh, we have a saying in Bosnian American studies that the only real answer is it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And if you find a simple answer, somebody's not telling you the whole story. Um, and the Bosnian community is very diverse um, throughout the diaspora, but here in St. Louis as well. So as many voices as we can get in, um, it's really important. So, Hannah, you signed up for this class. What made you interested in learning more about this history? This is, in part, your family's history. Yeah, um, well, you said it. I mean, it's my family's history. And then I was actually supposed to be taking a ingenuity, like an online course, which I hate. Um, <laughs> you don't want to do the, the Zoom classes? No, yeah. no. And so um, I found out that it was the same hour as um, this class and so I was like, let me just switch. So I asked Jennings, and he was like, I already have your seat picked out. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, so I just talked to my counselor, and I switched over. And, I mean, the rest the rest is history pretty much. Um, we just we talk about everything, and we don't shy away from it. I don't think I've ever really experienced that in a history or literature class, aside from AP Lit that he also teaches. So, so, um, so this is a teacher that, that does a good job. Yeah, he does a good job. And I think if anyone is qualified, aside from like a Bosnian to teach mm-hmm. it, it's him. Mm-hmm. So, Kenny, what about you? You signed up for this course. You are not of Bosnian <laughs> descent. What, what made you interested in learning about this history? Um, well, uh, as has been previously said, we have a large Bosnian community at our school and I uh, signed up. I had already learned. I'm somewhat of a, I like learning about history and such. And I signed up for this class because I thought it was interesting. And I thought it would be a better, a good way to expand my knowledge of what happened and, and uh, get to talk with some people about some very complex topics. These are some complex topics. So I know you're still sort of midway into this course. What has struck you so far as you're sort of trying to get your head around this history? Well, just like the how someone can do something so horrible and and that, that someone can be pushed to do something so horrible, even like pretty much against their will. Hmm. So Grace Grana, um, she is another Afton High School senior enrolled in this course this semester, and she um, recorded uh, sharing her rea- her reflection. This is after recording an oral history with a janitor who was at Grace's elementary and middle school. This is someone who fled the war. Grace shared her thoughts on this. One, it reminded me a lot of the Nazis and Nazi Germany and how you were separated based on like your nationality, your class, and all that. 
which is so scary to think that that can happen. Like, this went on in the 90s. The 90s, the same time that, like, Tupac was big and Nirvana and people were wearing stupid fashion trends and stuff and all these TV shows. While Americans were living normal lives, these Bosnians were struggling to survive and nobody came to help them. They were left. They were just forgotten about. They were completely persecuted and it's hard it's hard to hear about. I'm glad I did hear about it to know what happened. Why my classmates always says he hates Serbs so much, I'm glad I did get to hear it as hard as it was to hear. And that is Grace Grana. Again, she's an Afton High School senior sharing her reflections on what she's learned in this class so far. Hannah, do you hear that from your classmates that they now have like new insights into why you feel the way you feel or, mm-hmm. or what your family's experience has been? Yeah, um, I think there's more compassion and empathy now because you actually understand the circumstances and what they were now or what they were then and what they are now um, are very similar in Bosnia and um, we still experience discrimination all over the world and to hear Americans kind of stand with us in a way and not just be quote-unquote neutral because I hate that word you're not neutral everybody has an opinion Um, some people just choose not to say their opinions and so to hear them support us has been um, really eye-opening because sometimes like she said nobody came to help us so you are always kind of fighting this internal and external battle what it seems to be alone and that's why Bosnians are so Mm tight-knit because we do realize that most of the time the only thing we have is God and each other yeah Kenny, hearing Grace talk about that, too, she was just so struck by how recent this was. You know, we think about World War II happening way back. For you guys, this was probably great-grandparents. Um, but then this is this happened in the 90s. Is that something that the class is kind of grappling with? Like, wow. Definitely. I, as most of the class hardly knew uh, that it wasn't of Bosnian descent, hardly knew about what had happened Mm -hmm. i had uh there was someone in middle school who had done a couple projects about the about the about the uh about the war and what had happened and the genocide that had occurred and so i was a little more informed than uh some of uh, my classmates but it's crazy to think that like you think of wars happening like age even like vietnam you think that being so so long ago and and it's like the 90s like people were i know people who were born in the 90s yeah and they're like not that far away from my age yeah i mean I, th- this was not that <laughs> long ago there's some of us in this room who vividly remember the 90s yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so you're in this boat as well look hearing about grace's reflection this is part of um uh, these these oral histories um that you ask the students right. to do how does this work so this is this is in direct collaboration with the center for bosnian studies it's the same work that they're doing there so they've shared with us question templates and release forms and so students seek out somebody excuse me, from the former Yugoslavia, and then we give them recording equipment, and they sit down and record their story. And they're just finding these people on yeah. their own. There's there's so many Bosnians in South County that the, people have no problem finding right. their subjects. And, right. There's one of us. Right. And so <laughs> Hannah had her story recorded, um, and it's, you know, it is looking at um, survivors, which includes teenagers, mm-hmm. which sometimes um, teenagers overlook and don't take themselves mm-hmm. seriously enough. 
to understand that that their survival stories are part of the story Mm -hmm. as well. So, Hannah, your story, you weren't just taking somebody's oral history. You gave an oral history. Yeah, I was talking to Dr. Um, Karamage. She's at, where is she at, Fontbonne as well? Um, And she just was asking me questions and... I was wondering why she was asking me at first because I was like, why do you, I mean, I didn't, I didn't live it. But then you kind of think about it and you're like, well, I did kind of live it in a way because you grow up, you see your parents have these like debates and these heated conversations with other family members about what happened, what didn't happen. And just like, it's a lot of emotion that you take on and, and it almost becomes your own, the trauma and, and the things that you notice, like you, you start to realize that they aren't just your average American parent. Like they have experienced extensive trauma that has changed them in for the better or for the worse in some cases. So you learn to listen and it become, it makes you more empathetic and it makes you stronger. And that's one thing I wanna emphasize, the strength of Bosnian people is not to be played with. Like we, we if it's one thing we're gonna do, we're gonna survive anything mm-hmm. and we do it together. And that is the beauty of our people. and. It's something that a lot of countries could take take notes. Yeah. America could take notes, become less divided, and stick together more. And it sounds like telling your story has helped you understand your story in a way that, that maybe mm-hmm. you didn't before that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, once you speak it, you start kind of putting thoughts together. Like I said, when I'm, when I'm in public, I have two sets of eyes. I have American eyes and I have Bosnian eyes, right? And then when I'm in front of, like, you know, Americans, I am speaking English, I am taking on the things that you guys relate to. But when I get home, I take all that off and I'm just, I'm Bosnian again. Mm. And um, that's really who I am. Both are, both are part of me, but my heart is with them. We're talking today about the Bosnian-American Studies course at Afton High School. We're talking today to teacher Brian Jennings, who helped pioneer this class, has been teaching it for about seven and a half years now. We're also talking to two of his students. That was Hana. Um, Thank you, Hannah. (laughs) And we're also talking to Kenny Paulus, who's also a student in this class. Um, Kenny, without giving us the name of this person, tell us who you interviewed for your oral history project. I interviewed another one of the students in our class. Um, I've known him for a while. um, And it was interesting. He has spent his whole, like, his whole um, time in St. Louis. He grew up here. He went to Afton. I remember him in kindergarten. Um, And it was interesting to kind of hear another side of the story of like, and hear of the parents and how, and also to hear about people saying, go home, you dirty terrorist. Wow. After their family got here to the U.S. So (laughs) that I'm sure, like, as you're hearing this history, that must have been hard to hear, to Mm -hmm. know this is not just things that Serbs did over in in Europe. This is something that happened in America, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and especially after 9-11, because Bosnians are generally Muslim, that at least according to him, he said that in school he got, he was like, there were jokes about, what, do you have a bomb on you? Mm -hmm. It was... Mm-hmm. It's frightening. 
some of these oral histories, it sounds like um, they're dealing with some really heavy subjects. And you have kids interviewing kids in some Mm -hmm. cases, and then also, you know, students interviewing adults. What kind of preparation do you have to do to get people ready to go out and and embark on these projects? We do do some practices, some practice Mm -hmm. runs of the interviews in class. We do let students know that there are counselors available and to let the subjects. um, Mm -hmm. So we we talk a lot about the, the fact that it's really, it's, quite a thing we're asking people to do. Yeah, um, both sides. Right. And and regardless for the interviewees, regardless of their background, um, we know that the war and the genocide was the signature event of their your parents' generation. Um, and um, so it's something that's going to come up with, mm-hmm. with older interviewees, but it's also something that has deeply affected our younger interviewees. And some of them, because their parents have not talked to them about what happened, um, and so we had a student today in class as we were preparing to come here to say that the class kind of allowed him to understand Bosnia and his family more. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's worth the, that's worth the risk. But it yeah. really is. We always say this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, if people want to take it, it's important for the historical record. Mm-hmm. Um, but they know going in that they'll be dealing with some mature conversations. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing I would say is the other thing would be uh, I hope that I don't underestimate. And I think too often we underestimate our young people as being capable mm-hmm. and aware of and able to handle these really tough conversations. Mm-hmm. Hannah, you were sort of on both sides of these oral histories and that you've given one, and then you also got to interview somebody, um, again, without identifying them by name. Who did you choose to interview? My mom. Your mom. Um, I have spoken, I mean, I've heard her story a million times in different bits and pieces, but every time I hear it put together is always amazing um, and heartbreaking and also hopeful, and I think that's kind of the gist of of Bosnia and Bosnian people is there's this kind of dichotomy of this heartbreak and being dehumanized and demeaned in such a way where there's a group of people who didn't want you on the planet and still don't just because of your ethnicity and your religion. They look the same as us. They speak almost the exact same language as us. And this is what they did to us, your neighbors. It wasn't a stranger. It was your neighbor coming into your house, taking your house, taking your food, doing whatever they want to do to you or killing you Mm -hmm. so it was that side of it and then also the hope of coming to the u.s and you know like kenny said there's discrimination i've been called a terrorist it's just a part of it you and you still you still you're still proud of who you are because that makes them even more angry and i think that's the best part Mm -hmm. is giving yourself freedom from people's from people's acceptance of you when you don't need it anymore that's when you are free and so that's when my that, that's what my mom kind of went through. And then, you know, being able to help our family in Bosnia is amazing as well. Most of our family is still there. And just hearing her kind of progress into the woman that she is today, she came here by, by herself. I mean, she was one of the few people to be let in by herself, especially as a woman. You, They don't let you in. And so she had such a good story that was completely true. Um, which is the worst part, and they mm-hmm. let her through. And then my dad came 16 months later, and then I came, you know, a year later. And so he came to the U.S., and there was an apartment, a car, and a TV waiting for him. And he's like, how did you do all this? And she goes, because I had to. Hmm. Who was going to do it for her? Yeah. And so I take that with me, and every time I'm struggling, I just think of her, and I'm like, what would she do? 
Yeah, that's an amazing thing to have in your heart and, yeah. and to know that you carry that within yeah. you. I mean, that's huge. Mm-hmm. These, these stories are so amazing. And again, just, you know, students being struck by how recently this happened. I'm thinking of the fact that there's only three or four high schools in the St. Louis area that are doing this. And that's even in a region that has a large Bosnian population. And then it seems like there's high schools all across the U.S. that have never even dreamed of doing this. It seems like this might be a course that should be brought to classes that don't have any Bosnian students. This should be something taught in American high schools. Do you feel like we've missed an opportunity here that we're so focused on maybe older history and that most kids growing up in America today have no idea about any of this? I want to give you a big amen for that. Um, uh, Yes. I mean, um, you know, this class has definitely transformed the way that I have taught. You know, students, when they're reading texts that we're reading in class, are talking to the people who wrote them. Um, So several students wrote a book called The Cat I Never Named by Dr. Sabah Chalreas, and she'll be talking to students tomorrow. Mm. Um, The students have a lived experience, and they're experts, and and that becomes part of the class as well. So again, I think it, it really becomes that... It's about the community as a whole. It's, it's a new way of seeing how we can educate each other. And, and then the other thing I'd say is those oral histories are such an important part of it mm-hmm. because the reality is, is complicated. Um, and when we think about narratives of what happened, when we say this group was responsible, when we generalize, we're, we're taking away the individual stories. And so while we talk about sort of the generalities and the, the big historical narrative, those, those recordings are so important for the historical records. So we like to say our students are not just learning about history, they're making history. For sure. They're preserving mm-hmm. these truths at the Center for Bosnian Studies for eternity. And yes, more, more of these classes, um, more of this class. Um, absolutely. So these interviews that your students are doing, um, they aren't just being stored somewhere yeah, in your file not. cabinet. They are going to the Center for Bosnian Studies at Fompon. Right. Dr. Moore wow. talks about this as the opposite of genocide, is that by recording the individual truths, you're pushing back against the generalized narratives um, that blame entire groups um, on one hand um, and that take away from the reality. Like we know that there are specific individuals who are responsible for atrocities. Let's name them. Yeah. Let's name those stories. Yeah. Well, what a powerful class. I got to say, I'm kind of jealous of you guys that you get yeah. to take this course. I wish I had had this when I was in high school, when all this was happening. I want to thank you all so much for joining us today. Brian Jennings, um, Afton High School teacher, thank you. Can thank I you just say much. one more thing? And we're very short on time. Just one last thing. Sure. Um, I don't preach hatred against anybody, against any particular Serbian. What I will say is that what we preach in Bosnian American studies is accountability and responsibility and owning up to what you did wholeheartedly. And that's what Bosnians do and continue to do. And my mom says, Bosnians should hate everyone, but we don't, and that's it. Hannah Pravdok, thank you for joining (laughs) us today. And Kenny Paulus, thank you. This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? 
suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.